family, and thank you for joining our efforts for corporate family prayer through We Are Family Prayer Line. This is Kirk A. Freeman and cousin Eleanor Roden. Hi, family. Our mission is to lift up the name of Jesus and encourage families to do the same. I don't want any of my family to be lost and not know Christ and the pardon of their sins. I keep a mental picture of Noah closing the ark's door in my mind. Think of that loved one that is challenged or needs Christ and invite them to listen with you to the prayer line or send them the podcast link. We want to be prayerful that all know that we believe in the gospel because it is the believer's joyous reminder of Christ's birth, death, and resurrection. And it is for our salvation because Christ paid for our relationship with God to be reconciled. So the gospel of Christ must never be forgotten because it will never, ever lose its power. Praise God, family. It is that power that keeps us and drives us to come together to worship God in spirit and in truth. Kirk, I have really enjoyed the book of James. I think being in this pandemic with all the chaos swirling around us produces similar feelings to what first Jewish Christians experienced because their lives changed when they were forced to leave their homes in Jerusalem and then scattered abroad. Just like us today, their world was turned upside down, twisted, redirected, and unfamiliar. Yes, Eleanor. I see 2020 has been a year filled with distraction and chaos, fear of getting sick, possibly dying of coronavirus, fear of being killed by those who are sworn in to serve and to protect, witness to peaceful marches turned into riots, corrupt government, costly border walls, and the cherry on top, COVID-19 pandemic. With over 6 million cases in the United States alone, and approaching 200,000 deaths in America. This is the America's current state of affairs. I totally get it if a blind man goes into the wrong door. That is so true. But to have leadership that governs a country with no regard to all people or any people except self keeps us praying because God rules over all. Amen, Kirk. The book of James provides the exact same reminder. Family, the list given by Kirk can be addressed by doing what we read last week in James chapter 5, verse 13a. Is any among you in trouble? Let them pray. Hallelujah. Eleanor, pray and study the word. So let's get started. The current verse for study are James 5. 16 through 20. I will read verses 16 and 18. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being. Even as we are, he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again, he prayed. And the heavens gave rain, 
and the earth produced his crops. Hallelujah. Family, these words written by James are preceded by the scriptures on sickness that we read earlier in another lesson. Some studies of the scripture suggest sickness may be due to sin in verse 15. Therefore, verse 16 tells us to examine ourselves to determine if sickness is due to personal sin. However, don't get it twisted. James uses the word if to make it clear that sickness is not always connected to sin. So when people make inappropriate comments on sickness, I think immediately about the blind man from birth. In John chapter 9, verse 2 and 3, that reads, His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Second Corinthians 4, 8 through 10, we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. So it is a blessing to know that despite adversities in our lives, we can find peace and knowing that everything we go through is meant to glorify the goodness of God. Amen, Kirk. I believe this connects to James' point of view about how life, we do have trouble and afflictions. It should drive us to pray. When we are in trouble, we are humbled and our heart is tender. Remember, prayer is talking to our Heavenly Father, and isn't that what God really wants? Hallelujah, Eleanor. True prayer is being submissive to God. God already knows the the desires of our hearts. We need to pray God's will instead of our heart's desires. And this is what elevates our relationship with God. As the disciples requested for Christ to teach them how to pray in Luke 11 and 1, so that the disciples would have the same relationship with our Heavenly Father as Jesus. I agree, Kirk. Thy will be done. Hallelujah. It's found in Luke chapter 11, verse 2. It makes our focus upon our connection to God. This world is not the believer's home. Hebrews 13:14 tells us, for this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. I have experienced the loss of loved ones, and it hurts. And I prayed that all of them be healed, only to realize that God's will was a healing that led them into a glorified body in the arms of Jesus, which is a good place to be. Hallelujah. Not only is it a good place, 
It is the only place to be. First Corinthians 15 and 53 in the King James Version. For this corruptible must put on in corruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. Amen, family. I just want us to get healing right. Because too many times we function from a point of misinformation or selfishness. Of course we want to keep that loved one with us. But God's will and his plan is what we should be obedient to. When I think that people accuse the sick of sin or weak faith is what prevents healing, I think about the scriptures we've already heard and recall the scripture about Paul's affliction. He wasn't healed. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 through 9, Paul writes, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly upon my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Eleanor, and without God's Holy Spirit, we have no direction. That's why we pray to get closer to God. And we should always want to be in God's perfect will. Amen. James purpose was to show us there is great power in prayer. And yes, pray for healing. That's my go-to point. Prayer is powerful and successful with God's will. Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 17 and 18 was strongly connected to God through prayer and advancing God's kingdom as shown in those chapters. God worked through Elijah to show King Ahab and Israel that Jezebel and all her false prophets were no match to the true and living God. We started this prayer line with the discussion of audacious prayer, audacious faith, and being in God's will is what gets prayers answered. God does the supernatural then and now, and that's what compels us to do the prayer line. Don't we want our prayer to always be in God's will? Hallelujah. James concludes in chapter 5, verses 19 to 20. My brothers and sisters, if one of you should wonder from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the air of their way will save them from death and cover a multitude of sins. All I can say to those scriptures is hallelujah and thank you, Jesus. Isn't that a great way to end with exhortation to people that show the power of love? When James told us to confess our sins to one another, isn't that freeing? Don't you feel a sense of freedom? Less burdensome? Doesn't that give you a warm, fuzzy feeling? Isn't that love? James identifies us as brothers and sisters. He didn't condemn us or accuse us. Rather, only cared enough to turn us sinners away from error. 
because you know sin leads to eternal death, while loving one another into grace and mercy is what delivers a sin-filled heart and promises everlasting life. Hallelujah. With that being said, let us pray. Heavenly Father, your word, Lord, has told us to confess our sins to each other and pray for each other so that, so that we may be healed, making us realize that we are healed with forgiveness, healed to love one another, and healed to be loved. We pray for the land to be healed and able to love. First Timothy 2 and 1 teaches us, first of all, make petitions, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving for all people, for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness, because this is the good and acceptable to God's will. There is one God, one mediator between God and men, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Second Timothy 2 and 6, thank you, Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be saved. Daniel 4 and 17, for this has been the decree by the messengers. It is commanded by the Holy One so that everyone may know that the Most High rules over the kingdoms of the world. He gives them to anyone he chooses, even to the lowliest of people. Lord, we pray that leaders would be led by you, Lord, so our lives may be lived in obedience and peace and into your will, Lord. We are encouraged to pray for times of peace, that here should be minimal disturbance to continue the spread of the gospel and to request of God tranquil and quiet lives, free from disturbance and perturbation from within our government. We pray that they do their part in Jesus' name as well. Lord, we just want to say thank you, everyone, for joining us. And another We Are Family prayer, we thank you for listening, and we look forward to you next week. So goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>